Ready or not, it's Monday. It's time to go after those dreams harder than we did the week before. I'm Paul Artale, and before we get into today's message, a couple things, some housekeeping. Number one, remember to like this message. Remember to leave questions and comments in the in the room, in the chat room below, in the chat space below. I'm talking like it's 1985. You know what? Not even going to edit that out. Just leave the comments in the comment sections. And of course, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are using. And of course, share it. And speaking of sharing, shout out to my man, Jeff. Jeff Swanson messaged me, said, hey, love your message. Can I share it with my friends? And of course, my answer is yes. So please share this message with those who you feel need it, who need the love, who need the inspiration on a weekly basis. Send them the links. Get them to be part of the Monday morning crew, and we will get at it. Now, let's talk about this week. And this week, I want to talk about being a loser. <laughs> That's right. That, that is what has crossed my mind this week. Now, part of that, not going to lie, was not the most productive week. And even folks like me, you know, motivational speaker, Mr. Paul Artali, every once in a while, you get a week where you just ain't feeling it. You're just a little down. So the, the negative talk sometimes comes in. You got to find why, ways to make it exit your brain. But it, you know, so when, when the one part of my brain is saying, hey, you know, this is not high performance. This is kind of you're going down to Losersville. Um, it got me thinking about the whole concept of losing. Now, it's a big cliche that you learn from your losses. And, and there's truth in that. I mean, it, most cliches have some level of truth in them. But I wanted to go deeper on this concept of, of losing and and really share some insights because, you know, sometimes being a loser is a good thing. Sometimes it's actually better than being a winner. Now, the end goal is always to be a winner. The end goal is always to succeed. And for me, ultimate success is defined as your best personal growth, okay? Your best personal growth. That's how I ultimately see it. But yes, it's also tangible things, right? It's titles, it's awards, it's promotions, it's whatever you, you desire. But I think you have to grow from the process. Otherwise, I think you're chasing something that's superficial and empty. And that's where losing can actually make you a winner and actually be a really good thing. So let's talk about what some of these elements are. And first off, just understand that losing setbacks are all part of the process. They are all part of your journey. You cannot avoid it at some point. Okay. Uh, you know, to use a boxing example, even an undefeated fighter has encountered some losses might not be in the ring, but there are setbacks, there are injuries, there are challenges they might have. There are things that don't go the way they want. Now, most boxers in their professional career have lost. Right, it's just there's very few undefeated boxers, and then you know Rocky Marciano retired as, as the undefeated champ, but very few have ever gone undefeated in their career. Even the great Muhammad Ali had losses, even at the height of his career, uh, you know. And, and so you have to think about that. Losing is part of the process, and as the old saying goes, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get back up. Right? It's not about how hard you get hit; it's about how hard you can get hit and keep on going. Thank you, Mr. Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa. It's about all these these cliches, but there's truth in them that this is just part of the journey. So accept 
that in your journey, you will face a setback and a loss and how you learn from that loss and how you grow from that loss and how you adapt from that loss. That is what will be allow you to turn defeat into some kind of victory, even if that victory is not what you thought it would be when you started the journey. Okay, sometimes that victory is something along the more, uh, you know, developmental path. I'll tell you from my life, my, you know, my famous college football story, you know, that, that I, I talk about my keynote hit hard, all, you know, all the good stuff that comes out of that. I did not have a great football career. Okay, it was not, it was, you know, in a lot of ways, I actually early on when I, when I try to make sense of what my career meant after the last game was done and, and think about, well, you, you're, yeah, you did this cool thing, but it was a failure. But the first, it was a failure in the sense that you know, I didn't get to play a ton. I didn't get to make any great plays. There was no Rudy, Rudy moment when I got carried off the field. But trying to make sense of that, I asked myself, what can I take from this? This was a success and in some ways a failure. And for me, the growth came in the idea that no one else is going to dictate my future, that I am always going to go after the best. I am always going to try and have control of what I do and to take what I learned from this experience and apply the mindset and even the tools, the, the, the elements of teamwork and self-preparation I learned in football, I then applied to other elements of my life. And that was a fantastic thing. So learning is part of the process and the lessons that come from the process are, are, thing, are elements that you cannot always uh, foresee, but embrace that as part of it. All right, next point. Losing breeds reinvention. Losing breeds reinvention. Let's think about that for a second. You face a setback. You face a loss. Maybe you didn't get the job you wanted. You didn't want to get the promotion you wanted. You didn't win the title. You didn't make the team. Whatever it is. It breeds reinvention if you have the right mentality. So let's look at what that means. It means that when the setback happens, can you uh, do you have the ability to sit back and go, okay, what did I not not only did I what did I do right and wrong, but what is it I need to do to get the next level so this does not happen, so that this is not a consistent habit? What do I have to reinvent about myself? What do I have to reconfigure about myself to get myself to be the next best version of who I am? All right. Famous story of Michael Jordan, legendary, greatest basketball player of all time, right? Cut in his high school team, from his high school team in his uh, freshman year. The, the man makes a commitment to becoming better so that he will never be in that position again, all right? His, his drive, his mentality, his competitiveness was born out of being cut in that, that freshman year, and it drove him to be even better, I can look at, for me, my run in the World Championships of Public Speaking, having competed, you know, multiple years and ultimately never winning the prize. But thinking about every time I lost, how I looked at what can I learn from this competition and, and what, what can I learn from why I lost and, and what can I do to reinvent myself and, and, and up my game for the next time. So I can think after the very first speech contest uh, that I did, uh, I remember thinking that it was really good. I, you know, I felt like I had the crowd, all that stuff. I came up, came up short, came in second. Quite often, when I lose, I come in second. And I, I think looking at it, while well, you know, watching the tape, I was like, I, I was too cartoonish. So how can I be more real on stage? So the next time, I was way more real. I was way more raw. I was actually 
the early version of Hit Hard I did in the speech competition and looking at that and and going far. But again, coming in second and after that loss going, well, what worked? Because I really had the crowd rocking, man. I really had them, you know, feeling the emotion, the raw, the raw emotion in it. And looking back again, I, I studied myself. I analyzed myself and thinking the, the message was there. You were not cartoonish like you were before, but you were way too serious. And some of my language was more like locker room talk than it was talk that a, an audience needed to hear. And so then I reinvented myself again. And then I made another run and I made that run. And I, this time I came in second at the state level, number two in the entire state of Michigan and, and thinking about what did I do? Well, I wasn't cartoonish. I was way more real. The language was way more appropriate. Um, it was a hard loss, but what could I, what could I have done better? And, and the answer was for me, you need to slow it down. You need to cut some pieces out of that speech so you have more time to let things marinate with the audience. And what was interesting is after that loss, a month later, I got a call saying the person who came in first didn't want to go to the competition, go to the international contest. So I was in as a second place. So now that those seeds of reinvention started to work because I had this thought about how do I reinvent myself? And I started applying it. So then I competed. And then I made things more concise and I came up on stage and I didn't get that win. And after it didn't even place in the semifinals the first time. And I thought to myself, well, what what can I do differently now? And actually in my loss, for once, it wasn't learning about what I wasn't doing. I actually learned about something I did do, which was I need to be more present with the audience. Because in that competition, as much if you don't know anything about the World Championships of Public Speaking, you rehearse, you have to deliver a five to seven minute inspirational speech to an audience it's time and it's quite often it's very you know most competitors are very precise and for me it was precise it was rehearsed it was condensed but when i got on stage for the competition the audience a couple of times did things that i did not expect and rather rather than ignoring them i ended up going with it improvising parts not the entire speech but jokes and little moments and the audience was a little bit more engaged and what I took out of that, which was a risk, by the way, because that meant I went off script and I could have went over time and been disqualified. But by doing that, I learned that I needed to be more present. So that that then the last the next time I did the world championships, the last time I competed, you know, I came in, I, I, I won the state level. I incorporated all that and I came in third at the uh, in the semifinals, placed me in the top 25 in the world with that finish. And again, what do I have to do? To reinvent myself or what's the next what's the next iteration and looking at everything i'd done i wasn't cartoonish i was more real the language is appropriate i was more in the moment with the audience and something that i learned was to be stay too true to who i was as a person and as a speaker and to be present in the moment but i learned out of, out of that experience to not to not try and game the system i had read these silly things that saying that it, you know, if you could re reference another competitor's speech in your speech, it would get you extra points with the judges. And I remember inc incorporating that. And it was done kind of tastefully. And it kind of set off this chain reaction of everyone trying to do it. And after that, you know, I, after well, I don't know if it would have made a difference in my scoring or not. But I remember just coming off and going, you are just going to do you. You are not going to listen to these rules and these these tripes and these tropes, I should say, not tripe. Tripe is a delicious delicacy. Uh, these tropes about what makes a good competitor, you know what makes you a good competitor, and so trust your instincts. So that is just examples, a long example, of how losing breeds reinvention. Here's the next point. Losing can actually be very freeing, okay? 
losing can be very freeing. So think about that. Um, in losing, sometimes when you know the game is the game is over or you're in a point where you know what the result is going to be, there is a beauty and freedom that comes out of that. Think about that. Because you know the end result. You have, can choose how you go out, how, the, how things play out in the end. Now, if we use sports examples, it's sometimes, you know, some teams try to start fights. But quite often, you have the ability to dictate that because you can basically make the statement to your audience, the crowd, whoever's watching you essentially, about the type of person you are and sometimes the things you need to do. So let me use another example from the World Championships of Public Speaking. Not for me, but in my journeys, I met a competitor out of Japan named Takashi. And Takashi, in his semifinal, so here is his chance to make the top 10 in the world and possibly be the world champion of public speaking, realizes he's running out of time. Realizes that the clock is running out, but he is not near the end of his speech, and he has to make a choice. And the choice is whether to cut his speech short and make it within time and maybe move on to the next round, or to do his speech in its entirety to get his message across, but to knowing that it'll, it will... He'll go over time and he'll be disqualified. He chooses to be disqualified, but in that disqualification, finds a freedom. And talking to him, he said, I just decided that what I needed to do was more important. It was more important than winning and losing. I was going to take the loss, but I was going to make sure that on stage, I was going to deliver the best version of that talk so that people would remember it. And guess what? They did. So losing can be freedom. Also, losing can help you make a statement, right? Losing, it gives you the ability to make a statement. I recently watched um, a documentary. It was on uh, Surya Bonnelet, who was a French figure skater. Um, and it was, I won't say the first, but probably one of the first uh, black figure skaters that was prominent anyway. And, and at the Olympic level. And, you know, Surya came in second many, many times. And that was the crux of the documentary. And, and never winning the gold medal. And the one of her second place finishes, um, even though she had completed way more, te- way more requirements, had won the crowd and had done all these, you know, more triple axles than the, the gold medal winner and just run a better program in her mind and and largely the crowd's mind she came in second and in losing she decided to not stand on the podium and take off her silver medal in protest and some people had a problem with that but it in doing that she had an ability she had the moment to to dictate and make a statement and she did because what you have to understand the backstory of that is that she surya was skating differently than everybody else she was breaking the mold not just because of her race but because of her style and and it was having to overcome these biases of the judges and and in that moment she made a statement that this is not okay that there is something wrong with the system so she used her loss to dictate or i should say she used her loss to tell the world that there is something wrong with the system and the next olympics that she skated she did a backflip 
right? Well, first of all, trying to do a backflip on on skates, whether they're figure skates or hockey skates, I know I ain't trying it. Uh, but so it's an incredible feat of athleticism. But here's a crazy thing: in figure skating, it's banned. So she did it knowing she would be disqualified, but she did it anyway. Again, I think to make a statement that things needed to change and that their concept, uh, their mold of what a figure skater is needed to change. And so in that sense, losing allows you to make a statement. Fifth point here, sometimes losing makes you what I call the people's champion. Just remember that sometimes you might not have gotten the grand prize, but you, you're the one who won the audience, right? Go back to Surya and her experiences. Go back to uh, many different, I'm sure you can think of times where somebody didn't win, but man, they were the most memorable person on stage. Even going to see a play and what you remember most is a secondary character or a small character, uh, but instead of the main characters, right? You have the ability in losing sometimes to be the people's champion. That's usually not what your intent is. But I would say enjoy those moments and understand that that if you're in a moment where maybe you did not get the top prize, but at the end of it, the crowd was remembering you, they were chanting your name, they were into what you were doing more than the person who won, know that two things. Number one, that is a special thing that not a lot of people can do, right? Number two, that's saying that you have an innate quality, you have an innate quality, not an inequality, you have an innate quality and power within you to captivate people and make an impression. And that is something that you have to harness. Because remember point number one, losing is part of the process. And point number two, losing breeds reinvention. And then that, when you understand that you have that power to captivate a crowd and be the people's champ, that is something you should try and reinvent yourself on and build upon to get you to that next level. Finally, losing is essential, which sounds like a recap of point one which is losing is part of the process, but losing is essential to your success. And I want to reinforce it, but here is why. Okay. It's not just part of the process. The first point is talking about it's part of a process. Second point is because it's essential because it forces us to dig deep and it forces us to really bring about, bring our A game. Okay. So when you lose, you have to dig deep internally, emotionally. And, and in that you have to decide um, if you're going to keep digging deeper to find those abilities to work on those problems, to eliminate those snags that are keeping you from moving forward, it forces you to dig deep in ways that you haven't thought about if you want it, right? I mean, listen, some people lose and they, they, they close shop, right? I gave it a shot. It was my best. I'm done. But for those who stick with it, if you've lost a few times, if you haven't gotten to where you want to be, it forces you to dig deep and ask the tough questions and put yourself in tough circumstances and force you to look at yourself in ways that you have not thought about yourself. Or maybe, honestly, let's be real here, in ways that you wanted to avoid looking at yourself in, you repress that, you put that away because you didn't want to address those issues, hoping that the, the other stuff would get you further. And maybe it doesn't. And then you, so it forces you to dig deep and go into these scary places. But if you go into those scary places, you come out of them. And when you come out of them, you come at the, out of them better than you ever would. No freaking, you know, Lord of the Rings wouldn't be much of a, an epic saga if Frodo just protected the ring, no problems. You know, he took a he took a greyhound bus through the ring in the in the fire. No one would care about the darn movie, right? The the excitement 
the growth is from the journey and the demons you have to encounter that you have to that you have to come at it. And those come through losses. I don't know why I got Lord of the Rings on my mind, but I do. But that is what you got to think about. So those are the elements of thinking of of losing and why it's not so bad. Why sometimes being a loser is a good thing. Number one, it forces you to be to be part of the process. It's part of the process, so accept it. Number two, losing breeds reinvention. Right? You have to look at how you can reinvent yourself to be better the next time. Number three, losing losing can be freedom. It can be freedom because in that moment of knowing the result, you can bring the best of yourself to finish strong or to finish in a way. Uh, that that really showcases who you are. Number four, losing allows you to make a statement. Think of Surya and her and her figure skating. But in that, sometimes you, again, you got nothing to lose. Use it to the use the, the the attention you'll get in that moment to really make a statement about how things need to change. Uh, number five, sometimes losing makes makes you the people's champ, and when that happens, that's a special thing. Lock onto that. Uh, and number six, remember that losing is essential because it forces us to dig deep, go to those deep, scary places, but emerge much better. That is the message for this week. Remember, I want to hear your comments. I want to hear your questions. I want you to share, subscribe, do all those good things here on the cast. And until next week, it's time to go after it. If you lose this week, that's okay. I just gave you six ways to look at that loss and rebuild yourself so that next week, we can go after our dreams harder than we ever have before. I'm Paul Artale. I will talk to you next week.